Welcome back to the Boys and Bullers podcast. We're down here in the barbershop studio. Jarrett, I don't see you next to me. You look like a digital formation of yourself in a digital world. Your pixels, your pixels are coming in pretty sharp uh, from that uh, MacBook I need to get a camera on your level. Your camera is like, you are like a Twitch streamer and that's how you make all your money. I mean, you even have your fake fire in the background. It's it's a whole vibe. Yeah, I got a fire. I got a little... uh, a little guitar in the background. It's I got like a it's a good little ambiance. We were gonna start talking before the pod, but we're like, why why would we talk before the pod? Let's record and share with the world our wonderful ideas. And I think we just need to get to the heart of the matter. Is there a point in playing next season? Because it seems like Manchester City will probably win the Premier League because they acquired Erlen Holland. Yeah, I mean they needed a number nine, and they went out and got the best number nine. Prospect. I don't think he's a prospect, but I guess up and coming number nine in the world. I would say the only one who I would argue is better is Mbappe, and he's not even a number, really a number nine. Uh, okay, he's a winger, but still, like as like a as like an attacking player, I suppose. Yeah. When I saw this go through, I wasn't surprised. So, Kate, if you're out there, I don't know why you were surprised, Jeff. We were like looking at your story, and you're like, I can't believe this happened. It's like he was only going to go to like two or three places, PSG, Chelsea, Manchester City. That's it. And financially. And the the crazy thing is the ripple effect of Benzema playing well, because I think him playing well made Mbappe re-sign with PSG for a couple more years. Also probably got a fat payday. And I also think Holland, Holland was like, why would I want to go there? They have their talisman. You know, you you don't you don't ever have two nines on the same team. Yeah, I agree. I I think that uh, City were looking for a number nine last season and couldn't make it happen with Kane. They signed Grealish for some reason. They spent their money in Grealish, and which was a strange thing. Uh, but now they they went out and they got their their number nine. Now that you know Dortmund's looking to get a little payday and. Uh, maybe potentially rebuild for a Champions League run or whatever they're whatever they're pl- planning on doing next season. And you know, it's it's to me, the, it's not that City's going to be. They're still going to be the best team in the league, obviously. Uh, whether they can win the Champions League, we don't know. But I also am interested. They're not going to be able to just keep every player that they have now and just add Holland. That's not. I mean, they're going to get they're going to uh, get rid of a few fl- players now. The debate is, who are those players that they're going to get rid of? Is it Bernardo Silva? Is it Sterling? I don't think it's Sterling. Um, it could be Silva. It could be Gundogan. Gundogan. They're good. They cannot have that many number 10s on their team. They cannot have that many skillers on their team. There has to be some balance. Also, I think they did some good business last season. They got rid of, like, they sold, like, 60 or 70 million pounds worth of players. And I think if... They don't want a financial fair play issue being brought up. They're going to have to sell a few players. And maybe it won't be 60 million pounds worth of players, but I think they're going to clear out some of their some of their, uh, some of of their their team to, to make way for Holland. The Boys and Bullas Instagram, which is always just straight fire if you don't follow. I don't know who you are. Manchester City depth was put up by BR Football. And in the left back, you just have Walker. In the holding, you have Rodri. In the center left back, you have Stones and Laporte. In the right, 
center back, you have Diaz, Ake. In the right back, you have Cancelo and Zinchenko. In the kind of the, the top of the triangle, if Rodri holds and you have two tens, you have Palmer, I do not know who he is, and De Bruyne. You have Bernardo and Gundogan on the other side. Up top, if you're going to pick three, you have Mares, Foden, Jesus, Alvarez, Grealish, and Sterling. And Sterling, excuse me. To which John Scheimer said, Jesus and either Sterling or Grealish will be gone. I don't mm-hmm. know how they get rid of Grealish without taking a very public destruction of price because he's probably honestly worth $50 million at this point. Unless, unless they try to sell him next uh, December after the World Cup and Grealish plays amazing and wins England the World Cup or does something like crazy, which I don't actually think is going to happen. I think Jesus is gone, though. I think he's he's kind of run his thing. And he literally has the number nine, and they need to get that to Holland. Yeah, I think Jesus and Silva are the two. When you think about strikers, it's kind of crazy. You think about Tally's man or number nines, or I guess not number nines, but it's like Chelsea get Romelu Lukaku, the Manchester City by Grealish. Total, I think it's about $220 million. And then how much was Holland? Would you say $60 million? $60 million euros so it's maybe like what 90 million pounds i don't know the conversion. i don't know the conversion we can look that up but let's say 60 million euros you can look that up maybe and then you have diaz who i think came over for 37 million pounds and jack Grealish was 100 million pounds i mean oh oh it's actually it's actually less uh, the conversions the other way so it's 51 million pounds 60 euros 60 million euros equals 51 pounds pounds. so you get diaz at 37 million pounds and you get holland at 51 million pounds that's 88 million pounds you get both of those guys for 12 million pounds less than you buy grealish the Greel and the grealish was bought for less than lukaku was bought so it's just like there are levels to to good and bad spending and honestly like I don't know. I I'm interested to see the question I want to ask you is if you could choose one player for the Premier League next year for Spurs, you just get this player. Would you take and I guess it's you'll have Kane's so this is kind of a tough question, but just straight up player, would you take Luis Diaz or would you take Holland? All things stay the same. You just take them as they are. One of them shows up in August for training or July, and one of them doesn't. Which one do you want? It's hard to say because we already know that Luis Diaz has been fire in the Premier League. So, and if you keep Spurs the same team, I oh uh, Luis Diaz all day. It's, because yeah, it's tough to ask you for know. Spurs because you already have Kane. So if you didn't have you Kane, have Kane. Yeah, yeah, no, I, you can't have, ask that. You can't ask that. It doesn't. Can't ask yeah. that. It's totally changes everything. But the, and I understand what you're saying. I understand like. You go with like this guy who's like a beast, right? Who's Holland's like a beast, like an unpolished diamond, like kind of raw, but like you know he has the 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 capabilities to be like v- literally the best striker in the world. Or you take Luis Diaz, who's like creates, scores goals, creates problems for defenses, and has already done it a lot in the Premier League, right? I like Luis Diaz, and that's why I was I was kind of I was pretty bummed when Spurs couldn't get him, and, and Liverpool could. Um, but because you see the impact he had in their team, I mean, they went from being a solid, you know, top three team to 
being a Premier League contender, uh, title contender. Um, and I think Luis Diaz is like the difference maker for this season, and especially the difference maker in the Champions League. So, eesh, I they're different players. Holland though could be fire next season. I think Holland. I mean, yeah, Holland has the chance next season to have the Golden Boot in the Premier League and also win the PFA Player of the Year because he could be that instrumental. He could also rack up like crazy amounts of assists. I think Henri is the only guy in Premier League history to have 20 goals and like 15 assists in a season or something like that, or 20 goals. I think he had – wow, do you have it symmetrical? Do you have 20-20? Was he 20 goals and 20 assists? I mean, I feel like Holland could be that type of player. Holland should get so many tap-ins. Because the thing is about Holland is is uh, is is what's going to happen with City is what we've been asking ourselves: What would City be like with the real number nine? For years, right? For three or four years at this point, since City have been pretty dominant, they just haven't had a number nine. They just had a bunch of guys who can like pass the ball. Skillers, around. like you said, with a Skillers. Z. <laughs> Skillers with a Z. But I also it also brings up the question that I asked our uh, our chat, our football chat, Eddie and Nader, uh, is. Do they have to? Does City are City going to have to adapt to Holland a little as much as Holland's going to have to adapt to sit? To Holland City. has to and adapt to City, right? Pep and plays that, one so way. My, He's been playing the same way since two thousand nine, two thousand eight, when he started coaching. Okay, and so that brings me to: Will it take Holland maybe half a season or however long an adjustment period before he starts really clicking with? those guys my because it's a different it, it creates a completely different dynamic of how they how they operate as an offense my feeling is that city have so much possession against everybody that they always create so many chances and they've just needed this somebody a, a body in the box to make the difference my feeling is that he's going to adjust to the Premier league very quickly that's my take it's a physical league it's a quick league of which he's both. He's also fast over 40 or 50 yards. I think he's going to destroy. I actually can't think of a time. I actually can't think of another striker. And if you're listening to this, please think this. Jeff, like, who's the other striker that's come into the league this young that has come with this much potential? Because when Cristiano came over, he was kind of like a winger. He wasn't a nine. And you knew he had a lot of skill. But he didn't have this promise. I mean, he was like 40 pounds lighter than he is today. He was a skinny kid. Like, who's the other guy that's come to the league with this much promise? And I can't – when Drogba came over, no one really – he came from Marseille. No one really knew. Like, you've had people in the twilight of their career come over. Like, Chelsea, you had um But maybe that's Shevchenko. the problem. Yeah, is, is, that's what I was going to ask you. Is there a reason why younger uh, – you know, the 22 to 25-year-old baller – players don't come to the Premier League in their like ascension I mean there's always a question of how can you live up to the hype right can you live up to the hype what would be living up to the hype for you numbers wise let's just talk straight assists and goals I don't even want to talk about whether City win the things that he can't control like City you know he can help City but at the end of the day there are you know 10 other plays in the field yeah and they still and they still have to defend which they're not that good at uh and people will argue with me that oh, oh goal differential, blah blah blah. Yeah, but you know what? They get scored on. So, uh, especially in this, the I mean, like Spurs like expose them pretty bit, pretty bad. The Champions League exposed like, them, right? They gave Champions up a League lot of goals. Yeah, At, to a to a very slow Real Madrid team. Like let's 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 just either way. Can you live up to the hype? 
Maybe. But I'm saying, what's the hype? What's the hype? What's the hype? 20 goals, 10 assists. All competitions or just Prem? No, just Prem. 2010. I don't care about any of those bullshit. Like, he's going to rack up goals in, like, like those... In the Carabao? Carabao. And he won't really play probably too much in the Carabao, but he'll probably play in league uh, in the uh, FA Cup. And you still play some championship side. I mean, and then the group stages of the Champions League, he'll play. And so he'll get he'll get a bunch of goals in the group group stages. Yeah, I, I think in the Premier League, 2010, like, if... It, if the thing is, is that they they can say, well, we only spent sixty, I mean, we only spent fifty uh, pound, fifty million pounds on him, and uh, he's he's adjusting to the league. So the first season, even if he only scores, you know, fifteen goals, only fifteen goals, then I think people would be like, ah, whatever, it's, he's just adjusting. He's twenty, whatever, one or whatever he is, twenty two. I think as long as City <laughs> makes smart moves this summer, which I believe that they will, I do not see a way that they do not win the Premier League next year. Yeah, that's I mean, my injuries. Yeah. So one of the injuries that happened, and I was talking to Corey about this at the gym, who is a big Liverpool fan, he was saying that Fabinho got hurt. So Fabinho may not feature in the FA Cup final, which is actually upon us. It's coming up. It's this weekend. So I think a week ago, uh, 10 days ago, Liverpool had the quadruple in their sights. You know, They were going to challenge for the league, Challenge for the UCL, challenge for the FA Cup. With Fabinho out, that hurts their FA Cup chances. Chelsea's going to throw almost everything they have at it to get this title. And I think that Chelsea will win that. I think City won so the you're league. Saying, so what you're saying is you don't you don't think Lukaku's going to start this week? <laughs> Mother of God, I honestly don't know. And I like how De Leon, who's probably listening to this pod, he thinks just because I say, he thinks I'm just going to flip teams. I'm just going to turncoat them. I love it. Oh, he because Lukaku starts, you're like you're gonna give it up. Well, like, I said I up. said I would start to doubt my club, and then Daily I was like, "What's your new club?" I'm like, "Come on, guy." Oh, Come on, guy. yeah. I mean, you can doubt it. I mean, I doubt Spurs every week. Like, that's, I'm gonna stop supporting them. Well, that's because you're a Spurs <laughs> fan. But yeah. I I think anyway. So I think what's gonna shake down, which would be a probably a pretty good disbursement of the way the season's gone. Chelsea probably wins the FA Cup. Kind of a revenge for having lost the Carabao, Papa John's, and Carling Cup all in one in OT when Kepa put it over the goalpost, over the crossbar. I think Liverpool win the Champions League, and I think City win the league. And Liverpool have gone from right. four trophies down to two. But, two. you know, when you win the Champions League, honestly, who, like no one else cares what you've done, <laughs> you know? I, I agree with you, and I agree with you based on the last two Liverpool games. And they Spurs played into a draw where Spurs had ample opportunity to, you know, take the th- all three points. And then Aston Villa today, despite despite probably being dominated on possession, still looked like they were going to be able to equalize um, in the last 15, 20 minutes of that game. There were many chances. Danny Ings just blew it. Danny Ings basically blew it for them. He was off sides a couple times. He just couldn't get the ball like out from under his feet. I, you know, I think they look, they didn't look bad, but they looked susceptible to being scored on. Now, whether it turns into like kind of a shooting match in the FA Cup, we don't, we won't know. It doesn't seem part of Chelsea's character to suddenly start scoring a whole plethora of goals, but I would like to see. Uh, in this FA Cup uh, final, 
I would like to see Pulisic start. I would like to see Havertz, and I would like to see Mount. I don't want to see any Lukaku. I don't want to see any Werner out there. I don't want to see any of that bullshit. I don't want to see, like, formation changes or lineup change. I want to see the strongest lineup from Tuchel. I don't want to see any of this bullshit rotation. I know they got some injuries. I know they have some issues in the defense and guys are getting tired and all that. They play a lot of matches. But I don't want to see it because Liverpool are susceptible in the back. Fabinho out. Keita's not, like, the best defender. And Van Dijk isn't the same since coming back. He's good. He's good. He's not shut down. He's not shut down like he was before. And do you think who, who, who do you think wins this this match, the FA Cup final? I actually think Chelsea will win. In regular time or are we going OT? Oh god, I I've, ugh, I hope it's not OT cuz I'm going to watch it and it's going to be a long it's going to be a long day. I think it's going to be OT, which is so painful for me oh. because like like two two or like one one or something. One one or zero zero. I think it's going to be played pretty tight. I'm. I think the the game changes are going to come down to can Tiago defend? Can he like get back on defense? Because I just don't see him like you know stopping people on defense and coming through the middle. And can Chelsea score goals? Because I agree that's our that's our best starting lineup. Pulisic amount and Havertz running through the middle. But I say uh, that I will, and Lukaku scored two say- nice goals on the weekend. So, yeah, one of them was a penalty. Uh, when Thiago came on today, because he didn't start this game, he came on in about the 60th minute today against Villa. He That's when Villa started getting more chances. I mean, they scored in, uh, Villa scored in the third minute, so they caught Liverpool off, off guard or whatever. But once Thiago came in, he's not that good of a defender. Very good in the latter third of the field when they're attacking not that good at <laughs> defending. And so this is why Thiago ton- wasn't getting time at Barcelona yeah. because he couldn't defend better than Busquets could. And Busquets is not a great defender, but he couldn't be offensive better than Xavi or Iniesta back in the day. So he couldn't find himself in a three-man midfield. Yeah. He I mean he he's had a very solid season this year. I think it's very definitely solid. he comeback season like after a disappointing after he transferred into Liverpool, like people were like expecting the world of him, and he he just he was a little bit injured, a little bit rash, getting yellow cards and stuff, and now he's played a lot better this season. I think they've had to like modify a little bit how they play around Thiago, but um, with Fabinho out, he's just can't play. Like he can't play in the middle. He he get that, that team. They were going for the win today, like, and that's why I think they he came in, and it worked. Like they scored six minutes after he came in, seven minutes after he came in. Now. He scored because Luis Diaz put a, a really nice ball across the middle, and Mane like somehow like deflected, like headed the ball like on a like it was crazy. It was a it was a really nice goal, but beyond that the, that play, they really really weren't pushing too hard against Villa. I mean, Martinez didn't have to do a lot today, and they got lucky. I think they honestly got lucky to to, to get away to walk away with three points because they tied that game. It would have been a wrap. They wouldn't even have a chance at the at the league. So for this weekend, I think they're going to look and they're going to say, you know, like Chelsea's back three are much better than Villa's back three. So who's going to start? Obviously, I don't think Jota's going to start. I think it's going to be Diaz, Mane, Salah. And then Salah didn't come in until later on in the game just to give him some run. And he didn't really do a lot there either. Like I think he was – he teed up a few balls and then got, the, got blocked, but – yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be tough for Chelsea's uh, to stop them, but I think that Chelsea will have a chance to um, to to put some goals put some goals in on Allison. So, 
Liverpool have a lot of games to play as we get towards the end of the season. They play today, which is a Tuesday. They play in the final, FA Cup final on Saturday. Then they play Southampton. I'm not saying Southampton is a very strong team, but you still have to show up. You still have to compete. It's the Premier League. If you don't show up and compete, you could lose on any day. And then, so they play on Saturday. Then they have a wee, well, actually, I could look at, they probably have to play a midweek game this coming week. I mean, they have a lot of games to play. And then they obviously get a little bit of break, but like they have to be, they have to continue to be competitive, <laughs> you know, up into the last game, especially with the city situation. So, yeah, I mean, if I'm city worried tie, about if city if city tie or lose game on, they have to play, they have to put out their best lineup for the rest of their games. And that's what I'm saying. I'm kind of actually worried about fatigue because the last weekend is week is the 22nd, which is a Sunday. Unless I'm crazy, it could be. Yeah, it's a Sunday. That's the last. That's week 38, right? We'll know then. But then they have an entire week off, and then they travel to Paris, and they play Real Madrid. Real Madrid, the King's Cup is over. They've already won the league. They can be putting out scrubs and just resting and managing any kind of exhaustion, any kind of fatigue that's going on. Like Benzema should just be like maybe playing the minute 60, maybe even just a half. I think that Real Madrid are going to come into that final a little bit more fresh than as far as being rested. Now, there's the argument on the other side, which is like, well – Better to be staying match fit and match, you know, match alert up until, you know, a week before. So I, I'm not, I mean, we're talking about the, 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 we're talking about too many things here. We're talking about the Premier League, we're talking about the FA Cup, we're talking about the Champions League. I think in the FA Cup, I agree with you. I think Chelsea will win. I do think it comes down to lineup on both sides. And I'm interested to see if Chelsea go up 2 nothing in like the first 30 minutes, does Klopp chase or does he say, fine, take the FA Cup. I'm going to continue to be competitive in the Prem. And I know that at the end of the, at the end of the day on March, excuse me, March, on May 28th, I'm going for the big years. And that is really, really important at this point. So I don't know. I'm interested to see how both players play. I do think, though, Tuchel has less to lose and he's going to throw everything he has because we lost the FA Cup last year to Arsenal and we lost the FA Cup couple years ago. I feel like, no, no I feel you didn't like, lose last year. No, you didn't lose last year because Arsenal is not in Europa League. They weren't in Europe at all, so they definitely didn't win anything last year. Well, I forget, then I forget who won the FA Cup last year, which is crazy. It's probably it was, City or, or Liverpool, one of the two. Anyway, it had to have been. It wasn't Chelsea. We haven't. We and we no, we lost it two years ago, and that's why I had to. Yeah. Wear that Arsenal jersey. Ago. Oh God, that was so painful. Yeah. Um, but I feel like we also lost it last year. I just can't remember who we played. I feel like we've just been losing the FA Cup final. Are you looking this up? That'd be phenomenal. Yeah. FA anyway, Cup final. Oh, Leicester won the FA Cup. That's Holy right. Telemans beat Chelsea. It was against Chelsea again. So we've lost the FA Cup now. This is our third year in the final in a row, and we've lost to Arsenal. And last year we lost to Telemans, and he had that bomb from like 35 out that just yeah, beat Kepa. And it was one nothing. So I feel like our time has come to win the FA Cup. But I also am just like, this Liverpool team is brutal. We've played them the last two times we've played them. We played him two to two in the final in the Carabao, and that went all the way until Kepa missed. And I don't blame that on Kepa. That's not his. He's not put in to score penalties. And then when we played him in the league, that's when they went up two nothing. And then we came back and Pulisic scored that that late goal in like the eighty second minute, which was a, just a a bomb from coming in the box on the kind of like a counterattack. So these teams play really really tight together, and I'm expecting potentially overtime, even though I don't want that. But we've talked about Champions League. We've talked about FA Cup. Do we want to look at week 37, which is going to be, I think it's all played on this Saturday. There's a bunch of games that are happening 
today, like I, we mentioned earlier, we're not going to cover those games because they're make they're either like makeup games from earlier weeks or uh, whatever. But this weekend there are games despite the FA Cup, and you know what do you what do you got? What do you got this? What do you? They're Sunday. They're all Sunday, I think. They're Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. Yeah. But let's once again we're only going to focus on teams that are in and around relegation or they're playing for Europe, just because so we can be you know, hyper focused on, on kind of the games that matter. If a team's just going to end up between 14th to 9th at this point, you know, if two teams play, we're just not going to look at it. So the first game, however, we can look at. So Chelsea and Man U already played this week, and they played to a nil-nil draw because Chelsea had to play games to get ready for the FA Cup final. Tottenham, Burnley, this is going to be at Tottenham Hotspur. We're going to look at this because Tottenham is still going for top four. And Burnley is trying to make sure that they stay up in the Premier League. So this is going to be a Tottenham hot, Hotspur Stadium. You guys just lost to them in recent memory after having beat City. It was, there, at, it was a makeup game from at Turf Moor from when they somehow got their game postponed because they decided not to heat their fields. So that was a real mind fuck. But, that uh, was a real kick in the, uh, in the, in the shins. Especially after being in pretty good form and then losing to Burnley, but those those midweek games are always weird. It seems like most teams don't love playing them because who would? And uh, it screws up your whole like uh, your whole vibe for the week. <laughs> you got to get up. You got to do different things that day. Your head's in a do different place. Different thing. Okay, who's winning this game, Jeffrey? Uh, at Hot Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. I don't see a way you guys lose this. In Spurs your are form. just Spurs are very uh, are gonna are rocking and rolling. I feel like his son's gonna his want wants that golden boot, baby. You might get it. So, I'm, I'm gonna go Tottenham I'm gonna by go, two goals. Yeah, two goals, and they're both. I hope Son scores two go a brace because then it'll be tied with Salah on goals. That'd be nice. That'd be nice. The next game, actually, I think Son is. It's the also, most- but I actually, actually, let me, let me. You can. I'll let you continue, but. I will say it is quite shitty that we have to play the North London Derby on Thursday and then turn around on Sunday and have to play again. Thank you, Arsenal, for being a bunch of douchebags back earlier in the season. And I will say that without any regret because they got a game postponed for literally just having injuries and called it COVID and they had no COVID cases. So, Arsenal, stick it up your ass. All right. And I hope we smash you. And it's at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and... We're not there yet. Yeah. Oh, that that's this week too. That's Thursday, yes. That's two days. Okay, crazy. Um, the next game is Astonville Crystal Palace. We're not gonna look at this because they're both gonna finish in that nine to fourteen. The game after is Leeds Brighton. We will look at this because Jesse Marsh's Leeds are not in the lead. They are currently sitting in eighteenth between Burnley and Watford. Now Watford is mathematically gone, so really relegation is gonna come down to Leeds, Burnley, and Everton. Everton are basically they're doing so much better than I could have imagined. They beat Chelsea, they beat Man United, they just beat Leicester. Those are nine points I could not have accounted for. If you actually were an Everton fan and and put a parlay down that they would win those three, it's got to be one in 30. I mean, that's unbelievable, especially with their form. But Franklin's turned them around. So this game is going to be, now I'm lost. Which game are we looking at? We're looking at the Leeds-Brighton. Leeds-Brighton, yep. What I do just you, don't see. Yeah. I just do not see any way Leeds winning any of the remaining games. Leeds, I think they have a midweek game this week, and so Ailing, who got a red card, will actually be back for the Brighton game, which helps them on defense. But 
they okay so this is there's two things one leads have been poor they let in a ton of goals and they've really dropped off in form but i will say that but then a 10-man leads team probably should have tied arsenal a few days ago so i don't know i have no idea brighton's been really good brighton's been very solid i mean they won this past weekend i mean i don't know they beat manchester united very handedly very handedly they look like a like a well disciplined well coached because they are team who can score goals and do and defend so why would that team be able to beat leeds i don't know chelsea plays them tomorrow so for biased opinion i hope we win that it's a way they have some injuries they're dealing with that red card I want to see Jesse Marsh stay in the Premier League because I don't want to have this, you know, U.S. coach come over and then he gets bounced to the uh, championship. But I also don't want to see Chelsea stumble. But I think if Chelsea wins this and the NLD ends in a tie, Chelsea's in top four no matter what. Yep. Which is pretty sweet. Mathematically, yeah. Yeah. So. I think if you win this, they're top. you're top four no matter what, even if, even if the NLD ends in a tie. Absolutely. Um Okay, I think Leeds will. I think Brighton will beat Leeds. Uh, I'm not sure if you said that. I, you you did say you said that you don't yes, think that they're yes. going to win out. The next match is Wolves Norwich. Norwich is gone. Wolves is not. Wolves I think actually could finish. In no nah no nah, they're not going to. If they do, it's going to come down to the last day, and it will be goal differential. Let's not look at that. Watford Leicester. We're also not going to look at. That. I don't think Leicester can get into Europe, and Watford is already relegated. The next game is West Ham. Manchester City, West Ham can fight for Europe, but I don't really want to talk about them. They're just kind of mediocre, and I actually think they may finish outside the top seven. They've just, once again, in the last nine games, the last three seasons, they've just kind of fallen apart. Because they, they don't have any depth. They also so got West bounced Ham, from Europa. Yeah, so West Ham fans, maybe you shouldn't be, you know, walking around thinking you're the shit all season when you literally have no depth and you put all your eggs in the fucking Europa League basket and you dumped all your chances at at, uh, at the league, dropping points to freaking Arsenal and, like, all these teams. Get get out of here. Just get out of here, David Moyes. I don't want to hear it. Is there, like, somebody that walks around your office with, like, a West Ham, like a Hammers jersey? And just no, I'm just, like, I'm just tired of it. I'm just, like, tired of these, like, teams that think that, that oh, man, it's just so annoying. Get out of here, West Ham. Nobody likes West Ham. Nobody likes them. The Nobody next game is Everton versus Brentford. I'm good game. Not, it's going to be a good game. It's going to be a good yeah, game. Yeah, it's at Goodison. I think Everton win this, and that's so crazy because, I mean, we put out stats that we think that they wouldn't, but I, they're on a roll, my, dude. They're on an here's my theory about roll. Here's my theory about Everton. I need Everton and Brentford to tie, and you know why? I need Everton to still have that fight in them to not get relegated because I need them to beat Arsenal last week of the season. I also, I need them to have agreed. I need them to have something to play for because I think Chelsea are going to continue to stumble. So let's hope for a tie. A loss would really stoke the fire, but I think a tie is more likely. This is my prediction and I got to like put some money on this. I hope sports betting becomes legal in Massachusetts sooner than later. And actually on a side note, sports betting uh, in Massachusetts cleared a hurdle they did like a voice vote. They did like a silent vote or some weird vote in Massachusetts where it like they're going to pass it because it's going to generate a bunch of income. But I don't think it's it hasn't come up in like whatever. But if it does, then I'm going to start betting. But my bet is Delhi <laughs> in the last game of the season scores a brace to beat Arsenal and send Spurs into the 
You should bet the last week of the season, John Scheimer, that bet. He'd take it no matter what. Just even say Delhi scores a goal. I don't even know if Delhi will play that game. Oh, Delhi will come on, but like not until like the 75th minute. <laughs> yeah, if 80th. That. 80th minute. He okay, came so on. He came on last game. So we're going to go with a tie on this. Almost scored. The next game is Arsenal-Newcastle. This is going to be at St. James. Arsenal should probably win this, but also, I don't know. The thing is, like, Newcastle has nothing to play for. So right. I and just they think... Play, did they play a midweek game? They may. I'm I'm, I'm not going... I'm just looking at the uh, just week 37. I think most teams have to play a midweek game because, like, we're recapping right now or we're previewing week 37. They do but, not. They do not have to play a midweek game. They play... They played on Sunday, and now they play eight days later on Monday, so they will be rested. Then maybe they'll make it competitive. They're also at home in maybe one of their last home games this season. I'm going to go with an Arsenal win if I had money, though. I, I one, would, too. One or two, nothing. I would, too. They, their luck has to run out sometime, though. Arsenal's. I mean, it ran out. They started drop. They dropped three games in a row. Arsenal? Yeah, they dropped three yeah, games this, in a row. This is like a month ago, though. I'm talking about the last their last month of games. They've been ga- basically gifted points. I'm just True. saying that luck has to run out. Okay. The last game, Southampton-Liverpool. Liverpool, we're going to win this game. If Southampton wins, it's a huge upset. The thing I want to talk about super briefly is I think Oz has basically won the fantasy, and I'm checking right now where he is. I am still in 11th. I don't seem to move from there. He is almost 60 points ahead of Will Hayden, who's in second. And Mitch is right behind in third. Nick Bailey, then Arthur Riggs, Diego. You're in seventh. You're moving on up. Mac Bruce has just fallen off the planet. I hope he's okay. Mac, we're sending you our best. Um, but Oz is basically favorite, won that. Yeah, my favorite thing about that development, Oz pretty much clinching for the second year in a row is that now he wants to come on the pod and gloat about his winnings. No, no, he doesn't want to come on the pod and gloat. He wanted to come on the pod and talk about, in fact, here, I'll read his, he texted me today. Yeah, but under, under, I know the real reason, but I feel like the, the underlying reason to that is that he wants to gloat. He said, uh, <laughs> I was going to see about jumping on the pod. I actually have a men's league game, so he can't, he's still balling. That's good to see. Definitely be interested to hear uh, y'all plays devil advocate in regards to the Holland transfer. Heard some ESPN people talking about whether this was going to turn the PL into a farmer's league or not. I bet it's going to make it more interesting. Can we confidently say Holland is going to run train though? Van Dyke on a rainy day at night. <laughs> I, 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 we've kind of already talked about this. I don't think it turns the Premier League into a farmer's league, but if city win it next year and they win it by like 15 points, then I'm wrong. And I want to also say, on a final note here, I'm very wrong because Chelsea has been sold and they didn't wait to see if they were in the Champions League. They're just doing paperwork, which will actually finalize in the next, by the by the cutoff. But I was very, very wrong about that. Yeah, I, I don't want to gloat about that. There was nothing, I didn't have to prove myself. I knew it to be true that they would be, that they had to do that before the Champions League only because... That May 31st deadline is hard. That's a hard deadline. And they exactly. It's a hard deadline. And there's so much paperwork. If you've ever yeah. bought or sold a home, it can take weeks to go through everything. So, I mean, how can... But the other thing about Back to City, about running train in the league, they already kind of are. I mean, they won 20... They went 27-5-3. They only had three losses. Two of them are fucking spurs, dude. Like, that's an anomaly. That's... I mean, they could have easily won those two games, right? So, say they're 29-5-1... That's running train. They only the lost the Spurs once. They lost the Spurs. No, they lost the Spurs, no, Spurs, they lost the Spurs twice. twice. They did a double. So either way, the, 
people don't act like suddenly Spurs. I mean, suddenly City are like gonna City ha, are, have always been good. So, and they've been good, very dominant. Not dominant, but they've been. They're dominant. Oh, they're yeah, dominant. Dominant. They're dominant. They're 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 they're, they're they've won the league the last couple of years. Okay. Does it make so, it a farmers league though? I think Oz's no. question is legit. Doesn't make it a, okay. It's a legit, but I don't I don't agree. I don't think it does. Here's why I don't think it's a farmers league. I don't think it's a farmers league until a team starts winning outright every single season by like the end of March mathematically because that's what Byron does every year they like you know they're like pouring DOS boots over their head and it's like February because they've already won the league and everyone's like oh it's a super competitive league and then Byron lose to Villarreal in the Champions League I'm like, oh how's that going so until that happens to me it's not because it's still coming down to the wire City's still losing games and I, I don't know but I think if they win next season like I said they're wrapping it up like the end of mid-April like a couple weeks ago and Holland just scores 50,000 goals, then yeah, I think it's getting close because this Liverpool team is going to, I don't know how much longer it's going to be dominant with this current setup. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, you see, you see players like Mane are getting, are probably going to leave, you know, Henderson's getting older, you know, Fabinho's old. Yeah, there's gonna be a core group that stay, and there they'll be. And Salah, I mean, he hasn't signed a contract yet. I, there's, I think he will, but there's questions about how much he wants to get paid and whether they were gonna willing to pay him the salary he wants to get paid. And and so yeah, there. I mean, there are cracks in Liverpool, right? There are there are cracks, and they don't have like you never hear about Liverpool's academy, right? You never see a lot of like players coming up through their academy, not like City and not like uh, Chelsea, right? And so. What are the what are the moves that Liverpool are going to make? That that will be the interesting thing to me is like how do Liverpool, how does Liverpool respond to the Holland signing? One of the things I thought Liverpool actually did really well is they just signed Klopp. I think through twenty twenty six they gave him a four year contract, and I like that they did that because if I were a coach and I'm Klopp, it just takes all the pressure off. I'm coming into the end of the Prem, I'm coming to the end of the FA Cup and the end of the Champions League, and I got the guys behind me saying, "Hey, you know what? No matter what, we want you here." And we want you for the next couple seasons. That, to me, was a class move because I feel like that hasn't always been the case at Chelsea. They're like, oh, yeah, we'll see we'll, we'll see what you do. I mean, people forget Avram Grant was a John Terry slip away from winning the FA Cup and the Champions League. And now most people forget Avram Grant coached Chelsea, and he should have won the Champions League. And they didn't renew him because they were like, oh, yeah, we're going to wait to see. So I like that, I like that uh, Liverpool has done that. Uh, what else? Fantasy, Oz is one. I've lost my bet to John Scheimer. I'm going out of town. John, when I get back, you will get your pennies. I hope you're excited. Jeff, maybe we can go by his house and we'll just like sprawl him. You know, maybe I'll like break into his car and dump them all in his like trunk. That'd be good. And be like, John, I paid you. He'd be like, where are they? You'd be like, you have to find them. Keep, go look. Go find them somewhere. Should I set up like Easter eggs around his like house just full of pennies? Each one's a dollar. Look, you got to do what you got to do, but you got to pay the man. You got to pay the man. Oh, I will pay him. It will be videoed. There will be video evidence. I like to video evidence my payments. We do. There will be, uh, this is like a future uh, episode talking about Chelsea's new owners. We got to dive into that a little bit. Can't do that today. It's a very long conversation about their direction, their future, how they're going to deal with their debt, how they're going to deal with their uh, players that they have and the players they need to bring in. How are they selling Lukaku? Biggest how, yeah, question how, I've got. How are they going to replace Rudiger? 
She, actually, that's a very serious question. Uh, I think we're wrapped up here for this episode. But one last thing I will say is we are going to go over to England in August or September. And we're really just waiting for the dates to come out for the games so we can kind of schedule it uh, so Jeff and I can both go to our respective home stadiums and then probably see some other games in and around the area. So if you're interested, and I know, Greg, you've already showed interest. Jeff Cronin, you've also shown interest. If you are interested, reach out because we're going to start to like conceptualize what that's going to look like and uh, figure it out. And it's, and it's exciting. I mean, the only thing I can say is that it's not going to be perfect in terms of how we schedule things because the Premier League loves to change times and dates of games. But we're going to try to get it as close as we can and just make the best, do the best we can when we get over there. I mean, there's always, there's always League Two games we can go see, Jarrett. It's true. Oh, it's true. There's a lot I, of football being played in England. And if uh, we see an early Chelsea match, I will go that afternoon for sure to whatever. I don't. I'm not, not picky. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of football, and there's a lot of uh, smaller stadiums that we could go check out. I'm sure it'd be a riot to uh, drink some beers with some Scunthorpe uh, supporters. Scunthorpe recently lost seven nothing when I yes. forget Bristol the, City. Uh, Bristol City had to win seven nothing to be able to stay up like on that scenes. People are like, Oh, no, why no. Are you like they had, they had to score seven goals to move to league one. Okay. That's what it was to that's get promoted to league one freaking real. I would have just that people are like, Oh, why do you follow the sport? I'm like, that's why. Cause it's unbelievable things like that. Like it's real Madrid scoring two goals in a minute and a half at the stadium were hilarious. Cause as you can imagine, Bristol city don't play in the largest of stadiums or even Scunthorpe. I think it was at Bristol. And it looked like, like when a high school team wins a state championship, that's how like it looked like that because it was just pandemonium. Like pe- all the people just running on the field, it was something to be. It seen. was awesome. Make sure you, if you haven't seen it, you YouTube go what YouTube that looks it, like. Yeah. I will also be open to go see Chelsea or any other team, but Chelsea's pretty sweet. The Chelsea women's team, oh, they're yes. ballers. Like they're they, very good. they freaking ball. So anyway, uh, I think we're good. Yeah, you know, go Chelsea this weekend. I think we're both going to be rooting for Chelsea in the FA Cup. And uh, make sure you, you tune to ESPN Plus because I think that's what's being uh, shown on. I believe so. Ciao. 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 Thanks for listening to the Boys and Bolos podcast. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Patreon, Twitch, at Boys and Bolos. If you'd like to be a guest, please reach out. You can hit us on any of the social media accounts that Jeff just mentioned or email us directly at boysandbolos at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and see you next time.